Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Waves of the Voice of the Cape if you just tuned in on 91.3 FM stereo, 89.8, 90 95.8 and www.vocfm.co.za My name is uh, Mohammed Fasil Peterson I'll be with you for the next two hours or so First hour is of course uh, an, uh, normally on a, on a Tuesday evening uh, focus on uh, Palestine this evening once again. Our special guest on the line is Mona Ihsan Hendricks, National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation. Mona, assalamu alaikum and welcome to the show once again. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, brother Muhammad Fasih, and to all the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape this evening, fellow South Africans, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Now, Mona, this evening, uh, obviously, uh, we focus our attention again on the lands of Palestine, occupied Palestine, 1948, occupied Palestine to be exact. Uh, but also, we're focusing on the personality, the likes of Sheikh Raid Salah once again, and uh, some some uh, issues that have been making news recently around um, Sheikh Raid, who is currently incarcerated. Um, and uh, we've seen some media uh, reports, uh, but tonight uh, we turn to uh, Mona Ihsan Hendricks to give us a full briefing on exactly what has been going on. Well, no, Faita Fadal. Shukran, Barakallah, Jazakumullah, Khairan, to Muhammad Fasih and to the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape. Uh, tonight, again, we focus on the personality and the leadership of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah, the leader of the Islamic movement of occupied Palestine 1948. And I'm aware of the fact that we have dedicated a lot of time discussing the leadership uh, and the qualities of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah, the very wise leadership of him having shaped the Islamic movement uh, under uh, Zionist occupation, and uh, particularly uh, focusing on the position of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak, the city of Al-Quds, and generally, of course, the uh, Palestinian community who continue to live under Zionist uh, occupation. Uh, tonight again, I think, uh, Brother Muhammad Fasih, we need to equally highlight uh, the position of uh, the Israeli uh, Zionist oppressive legal system that uh, uh, continues to send more of our young, uh, innocent youth uh, children to Israeli uh, prisons. And I think the world was once more again shocked when a 12-year-old Palestinian boy a few days ago and last week was sentenced to a 14-year prison service uh, merely for having the intention to uh, stab a Jewish uh, uh, settler. Uh, But uh, coming back to the position of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah, and again here, it is important for us tonight not to discuss the position of Sheikh Ra'id in isolation of the most recent uh, discussion we had around the resolution uh, that was taken uh, by UNESCO as far as the position of Masjid al-Aqsa is concerned, as far as the position of Masjid Ibrahimi, as well as the Masjid Bilal ibn Rabah in Ramallah. Now, we all know that Sheikh Ra'id uh, has become the well-known figure and he uh, earned himself the reference of Shaykh al-Aqsa. 
Sheikh Ra'id Salah has uh, initiated a number of programs over so many years that we have discussed. The South African community have experienced uh, a personal visit by Sheikh Ra'id Salah uh, to South Africa. Uh, many of uh, the understandings that we have of uh, the slogan of Sheikh Ra'id Salah or the call to the international ummah, Al-Aqsa fi Khatar, is all attributed to the leadership of Sheikh Ra'id Salah. And so the question tonight, uh, Brother Muhammad Fatih, is why is it that Sheikh Ra'id has to go to such an extent, spending the last six months in an isolated cell in the prison in the Negev Desert? Why is it that Sheikh Ra'id needed to go to the point on Sunday to publicly announce his intention to go on hunger strike, which is very important for us to understand. Because at the same time, uh, there are voices in our community who uh, ask the question, uh, is it uh, legitimate uh, for somebody to go on a hunger strike? Is it permissible for somebody to go on a hunger strike? Is it permissible that a leader such as the caliber of Sheikh Ra'id Salah? Now, the community must not forget all of this is at the backdrop of Zionist occupation. And it is not that Sheikh Ra'id Salah is the only leader or the only Palestinian that is at the receiving end of the brutality of the occupation uh, uh, authorities. There are thousands of Palestinians who are lingering in the Israeli prisons. There are thousands of Palestinians who have volumes of stories to tell to the international community. In the case of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah, this is not the first time that Sheikh Ra'id is uh, serving a prison uh, sentence. But this one goes back, as we have historically already indicated, to retrospectively a khutbah that was delivered by Sheikh Ra'id Salah in 2007 in the uh, suburb of Al-Jus, where again Sheikh Ra'id Salah highlighted uh, the dangers faced by Al-Mashid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. If we examine the leadership and the capacity of Sheikh Ra'id Salah, and as the nature of many uh, political prisoners and prisoners in general, they can become very productive uh, in prison. Sheikh Ra'id Salah, for his caliber of, uh, of leadership, for his spirituality, for his tarbiyah, for his vision he holds uh, for the ummah, for his istiqamah, his steadfastness, the sense of his sincerity and his dedication, uh, we know that Sheikh Ra'id Salah has become, in fact, at times more productive in prison. On his previous sentences that he spent, Brother Muhammad Fasih, listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, Sheikh Ra'id has written extensively. He has the research, he has written books while he was in prison. Sheikh Ra'id has written classical poetry in Arabic uh, based on the struggles of the Palestinian uh, people. Sheikh Ra'id is the type of man, and when he came to South Africa, when he sits in your company or you sit in his company, he makes a written note of everything you say. And in fact, the most impressive thing that I recall of Sheikh Ra'id Salah is when he returned back to Umm Faham to uh, Palestine occupied 1948, he sent us a very impressive 40-page report 
of his impressions and his visit to South Africa. And I was amazed for every detail that Sheikh Ra'id captured, to the extent that he personally conveyed warm greetings to the driver who drove him, to the person who brought a small little gift for him, for the person who served him with tea, for the generosity of the host of, his, of, of where he stayed. Uh, he is an immense detailed uh, person. Now, Sheikh Ra'id, having been restricted to an isolated cell with the court ruling that Sheikh Ra'id cannot enjoy any access to reading material, he cannot write in the prison, he cannot have, uh, they have clapped him with uh, restrictions, terrible uh, restrictions of visitations by the family of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah. And in fact, according to the report that we have listed on the Facebook of the Al-Quds Foundation, the lawyer of Sheikh Ra'id Salah, uh, Brother Muhammad Ikhbariya, said that Sheikh Ra'id uh, updated him on his decision to go on an open-ended hunger strike in protest at being mistreated and locked up in an isolated cell in the Israeli Ramon jail, which is, of course, in the Negev uh, desert uh, area. The head of the prison committee in the Joint Arab List, uh, Usama Saadi, denounced the Israeli crackdowns against Sheikh Ra'id Salah, both inside as well as outside of prison. Why targeting this uh, personality to this uh, particular extent? It is here where Zionism believes that by dealing with uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah, by trying to to show the outside uh, Palestinian community, this is what we do with such an important leader, such an important figure that is the great mobilizer of the message of the people and the slogan developed by Sheikh Ra'id Salah, the call by Sheikh Ra'id Salah, Al-Aqsa fi Khatar, Al-Aqsa fi Khatar. The question here tonight, uh, Brother Muhammad Tasih, and I'm guided by you in terms of time, please. I think well, we just about have about another minute or two before we do have to break away for ads, and then following that uh, we'll go straight into the wakt for um, for Maghrib, inshallah. Uh, but I think if we can maybe just summarize in, in two minutes, inshallah. Yeah. So in summarizing again, uh, one needs to uh, clearly understand that uh, Sheikh Ra'id has to go to this particular extent, and Sheikh Ra'id is not the first uh, Palestinian that will be going on a hunger strike. It is one of the most powerful tools that the uh, Palestinian people believe they have under occupation uh, to not only draw the attention of the occupiers, but also to draw the attention of the international uh, peace-loving, justice-loving community. And here, in conclusion, before we break for Salat al-Maghrib, my call tonight equally is not just to the ulama and the Islamic institutions in South Africa, but broadly to the South African society, to the human rights uh, community, to the Palestinian activists, to the people who love freedom and justice, uh, we are asking you to support the position of uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah and the many hundreds and thousands of Palestinian uh, prisoners that continue to suffer under the yoke of Zionist occupation. I hope that after uh, Maghrib we can continue to give a little bit more 
attention to this matter, inshallah. Inshallah, when we return from Maghrib, we will have some time to chat a little bit more about Sheikh Raid Salah. Obviously, the uh, the uh, National Director of uh, of Ash Al-Quds Foundation, Malik San Hendricks, are online with us talking about Sheikh Raid Salah, who's recently embarked on a hunger strike. Uh, he's currently incarcerated, and obviously this just out of desperation in terms of the conditions that uh, he finds himself in, the Palestinian people as a whole find themselves in, and uh, this, of course, uh, in essence, to draw the attention to the plight of the Palestinians, and of course, those particularly in 1948 occupied Palestine. We're going to break away now, and when we return, inshallah, we will continue with the program. Stay tuned. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. It's 7.48 on the Voice of the Cape and this is still our first hour focus in Palestine uh, tonight. So we have on the line once again Mona Ihsan Hendricks, National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation. And uh, we're speaking about uh, Sheikh Hanayat Salah. Uh, this evening we've been discussing the hunger strike uh, that uh, Sheikh Hanayat Salah has undertaken, of course, uh, in highlighting the plight of the Palestinians uh, in 1948, occupied Palestine, and also just uh, in a sense uh, during during uh, uh, you know attention to this to to, to, the, to the circumstances in Palestine at this point. And Sheikh uh, Mona was just before the break sketching some details to Sheikh Hanayat Salah. Mona, welcome back. Uh, brother Muhammad Sasih, listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, uh, yes, we uh, remain committed and we will continue to show our solidarity and support to Sheikh Raid Salah. Uh, but I also want to draw the uh, community's attention tonight to a second aspect that is equally uh, very important for us to understand. And because of the time uh, limitations that we have to this program, uh, the second aspect was uh, almost simultaneously as Sheikh Ra'id uh, pronounced his intention for the hunger strike on Sunday, we have also uh, come to know that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday expressed his support for a bill that bars the Adhan uh, via the uh, loudspeaker of the Masajid, and this is uh, a, a ruling or a tradition and a practice uh, that has been practiced for the last 1,400 years. And in fact, speaking ahead of uh, the votes on the bill uh, in the Ministerial Committee for Legislation, Netanyahu actually described the prayer or the call of the Adhan via the loudspeaker as a public nuisance and uh, describing that it uh, cuts across the religious denominations. But what is laughable about this is that he, uh, and I quote almost verbatim, he says, uh, the Muslims, the Jews, and the Christians are all suffering from this. He claimed that I can't tell you how many times people have approached me from all walks of Israeli society who are crying out about their suffering that is caused by the excessive noise reaching them from the prayer house announcements. SubhanAllah. If we have followed the news, uh, Brother Muhammad uh, Fasih, then we have actually seen that when the media begin to highlight this in the last uh, two days particularly, 
Then, of course, uh, the little diversion is that this is not exclusively a ban on the, on, the, on the mosque, on the call of the Adhan, but it equally includes the churches and the synagogues. And last night when I listened to a representative of the Knesset uh, who spoke on Al Jazeera, he said, but specifically the mosque, because uh, the mosque and the sound that comes via the loudspeakers of the mosque is completely unbearable for the Israeli uh, society. The community must understand that this is the nature of Zionism. And if the community uh, in South Africa and the international Muslim community continue to be in a deep sleep and slumber, this is exactly how the Zionists test this. They test uh, uh, the vigilance of the Muslim community. And if we are not vigilant enough, they then, of course, pass such bills in their Knesset and it becomes a new legislation. We are not uh, uh, completely foreign to such experiences in South Africa. We have seen, and particularly in some areas where we already begin to experience uh, the concerns. Uh, but I am not yet to, tonight to discuss uh, South Africa. I am just saying that in light of the ongoing challenges under Zionist occupation, this is what we continue to see. So it is not just the position of Sheikh Salah. It's not just the position of the 12-year-old boy and the many innocent young boys and girls who find themselves being slept with prison sentences of 14 and 20 and 25 years under Zionist occupation. Now we see, of course, the bill that will be passed in the Knesset on the Adhan via the loudspeaker. Uh, this is exactly from the 1967 till now how the Zionists have tested numerous aspects and they have succeeded to convert it into legislation. Another classical example, Brother Muhammad Fasih, listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, on a previous occasion we have said that from 1967 till now, and even going back to 1948, if one takes the whole calculation, then more than 400 masajid have been removed forcefully by legislation from the Muslim community. The whole question of the law and the bill that was passed of ownership in absentia, primarily targeting the Palestinian people who had to run during the 1948 uh, Nakba experience. And uh, the Palestinian people keeps on holding on to the homes or to the keys of their homes with the idea uh, uh, that they are going to return one day to the country of domicile and the country of birth. Similarly, under the same law of ownership in absentia, many masajid has been taken away from the Muslim community. So the call and the legislation that is possibly the bill that is going to be passed in the Knesset against the Azan even though they are now trying to diplomatically include the churches and the mosques. And in fact, what is more shocking, what is more shocking in the report is that uh, the whole question of freedom of religion is now being uh, pronounced in the following way, that the supporters of this bill say that freedom of religion should take a backseat to the quality of life in this case. 
you have that, Brother Muhammad Sasiya? Indeed, Mona. Mona, I think we've just got about four more minutes left, inshallah. Uh, so, inshallah, in this final few minutes. Uh, just uh, uh, the question then in terms of, if we look, if we look at... Uh, what it seems to be a persecution and um, uh, the issue raised with regard to the loudspeakers of Masjid al-Aqsa uh, this has been an has has there been any indication of this being ongoing uh, or is, has this been in the last few years that uh, um, there's been this now, now alleged sense of agitation because if we think about it uh, the legacy of um, the Adhan calling out from Masjid al-Aqsa stretches far beyond even the last two decades well, of course, this is precisely, and it will now create a new, uh, fresh environment of hatred uh, targeting the Muslims. But again, I want to say that we cannot view this in isolation of the agenda that the Zionists have set, particularly from 1967, when they occupied the city of Al-Quds and occupied al Masjid Al-Aqsa. And so they have succeeded in other aspects. What makes us think they are not going to succeed in passing such a bill in the Knesset? They have succeeded in taking control of the Ha'it al-Buraq, of the Buraq wall. They have succeeded in this type of divisionist plan in the last few years by beginning to regulate the time division of Muslims entering into al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. They have succeeded in the physical division of Masjid Ibrahim in Khalil in Hebron. They have succeeded in uh, any time at uh, the might of the uh, Zionist occupation police and army to enter Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak, to desecrate Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. They have succeeded in increasing the momentum of extremist groups that enter Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa on a day-to-day basis under the police guard, under the guard of the Israeli police force that enjoys the full protection of Zionist police against the identity of the Muslim community, against the identity of the Palestinian people. And so the Adhan is just another uh, very uh, powerful attempt that they are making. And if we are not, and we have warned this community, and we have shared information, the division plan trying to regulate the time is going to be converted into the actual concept of dividing al-Masjid al-Aqsa in two. And of course, we see this on a day-to-day basis. Again, I want to confirm tonight that none of these attempts by the Zionist occupation can merely just be attributed as a few crazy uh, Zionists, a few crazy Jewish settlers uh, uh, who act uh, unilaterally. I... Uh, completely disagree with that type of reporting that from time to time we hear in the media. We must begin to understand that these groupings function under the mandate of the Zionist occupation. And therefore, the Knesset, the Israeli Knesset, is in full support of the behavior pattern of these extremist groups. You have the full support of the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and therefore... Targeting al-Masjid al-Aqsa, targeting the Palestinian people, regulating their entrance into al-Masjid al-Aqsa, striking a ban on Sheikh Ra'id Salah, striking a ban on Sheikh Kamal al-Khatib, striking a ban on all our uh, important leaders not to come in close proximity of al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak is not one in isolation of the grand mandate that the Knesset 
is in actual fact exercising. It is time for us to realize the reality. We can't come every week and discuss one particular dimension in isolation of the whole big Zionist plot from 1948 and then, of course, the action uh, that they started taking uh, when they occupied uh, uh, Jerusalem, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, the West Bank, the Gaza, and all those areas uh, from 1967. I pray to the Almighty Allah wa ta'ala that uh, the days ahead will give us the strength, inshallah, and the leadership to continue to lead our community. Amen. And in a final conclusion, I want to say, this is not the time to compromise. This is not the time to be on the wrong side of history. If we are not going to move, if we are not going to be separate against the brutality of Zionist occupation, about the violation of human rights and dignity, we are going to find ourselves on the wrong side of history and future generations will curse us for that. Shukran so much, Mona Ihsan Hendricks, National Director of Al-Quds Foundation, sharing with us this evening some pointers on uh, the situation in uh, the lands of 1948-occupied uh, Palestine. We also spoken about Sheikh Raid Salah and the Hanagas strike that is currently initiated in prison where he has uh, been incarcerated for quite some time. Mona, shukran for joining us this evening. All the bless, Mona, and uh, inshallah we'll, we'll do the same thing again next week, same time, inshallah. And of course, uh, once again, I'm Alexander Hendricks, the National Director of the Al-Quds Foundation.